are you working within your strengths? Do you even know what your strengths are? And if you're really struggling with either of these questions, then make sure you stick around to this entire interview that I do with Rachel Fry. In her coaching business, Free to Flourish, she uses positive psychology to help entrepreneurs connect back to their strengths and to find more meaning within their work. So if you're looking to rekindle that spark for your business or looking to dive into a new business, then make sure you stick around for this entire interview while we talk about how to make that happen for yourself. You're here for another dose of climate positivity on the Green Business Impact Podcast. Here we highlight the amazing work of green businesses from around the world that are fighting against climate change. If you are ready to be inspired to take action, ready to hear some amazing examples of how we are working to fight the climate crisis, then stay tuned because this week's episode will be the perfect hit of climate positivity. I'd love to start off with you being able to really provide the audience since you have such a background and experience in positive psychology and also being able to really find people's strengths and understand how they can use them to enhance their life. So I'd love for you to talk just a little bit about one way they could quickly diagnose maybe if they're struggling to find the strength of themselves or thinking, man, this just seems really difficult today. Like I'm doing something and just, oh, it seems so difficult. Like how how can I make this easier? How can I really enhance what I'm doing and really be able to find a strength of theirs? So what would you suggest as like a way to be able to tap into that, be able to tap into their strengths? Yeah. So I was going to say the one way I suggest to people is to think about a time. It could be yesterday, even today, or the past few weeks where you felt a burst of energy and it could be just a burst of energy in work. It could be not in work and just think about that time and then get more specific on, okay, what was I doing? Why was I feeling that way? Break it down almost in a self-diagnosis and think about why you might've had that energy. And for me, when I'm explaining strengths to people, the biggest indicator of when you're using a strength is when you have these bursts of energy. And a lot of times, and I know you work a lot with business owners, people might be doing things that they, where they feel like drained or they don't have these bursts of energy, but then they might have these moments where they're like being really creative or talking with people or doing something where they're like, really amped and excited. And I would say if people can sit down and really take a moment to think about when was the last time you had a burst of energy in your work specifically, and then break it down even further and think about what was I doing and try to then backwards, I'll look at things and look at patterns in the past. So when did I do that another time and another time? And for instance, yesterday, I was going to use this example. I was just not feeling, I was feeling a little under the weather, low energy too. And then I hopped on a call with somebody about doing a podcast interview in the next couple of weeks. And we were just talking about what she's doing and what I'm doing. And I felt like, even though I was tired that day, I felt like this burst of energy and felt really good. And after the call, I remember thinking, oh, this is, it's so funny. Like I really went from like zero to 90 with my 
energy in that moment. And that's an extreme example because you don't always have to be feeling under the weather. But if you can think about when was the last time I had that burst of energy and why? And I think if I were to look at my own self in that example, it's just for me, I like connecting with people. I like talking about, hearing about what they're doing. And so that was a really good indicator for me that I was in my Yeah, definitely. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's really about tapping in and really taking time to self-reflect about what was those times that I was feeling drained after I finished a project? Or what was that time that I was feeling like I could keep doing this for hours? It's all about being aware, being able to take that time. So how would you suggest if somebody's like, man, I just don't even know like a time or I can't even think of a time where I wasn't just always feeling drained. What would help them be able to do more of their strengths versus doing other stuff that's not in their and what they do the best? So I would say for the first part, think about a time. And this is a question I often ask clients or people in general that I may or may not be working with. Think of a time that you were most proud of something that you did most proud of yourself and usually that's going to be a time when you were operating in your strength and so if you can think back to that story and then dissect it a little bit and think about what was i doing why did i feel so good why was i really proud of myself that's a good start to getting your headspace to start thinking about what you do well and instead of focusing on Oh, I'm so tired. I'm drained. Like you said, there's all this crap going on in my life and it gets your brain to start looking at the positive as well. And looking at evidence that you have done things well, and therefore you will continue to do things well in the future. And the second of your question was, I think, asking how to get people to start focusing more on their strengths rather than weaknesses. I think that it's inherent that we do focus on our weaknesses. I think that has a lot to do with societal pressure. There is a lot of pressure to look at your weaknesses and then focus on those and think, okay, I need to either fix this part of myself or I need to focus on getting better at this thing that I'm not good at, which there are things that we need to do to address our weaknesses in a way that they aren't an issue in our lives, but the best way that we can optimize our performance or optimize who we are is to engage in our strengths. And I would say once you start to notice your strengths, especially as a business owner, you can start to make little changes. So it doesn't have to be like, okay, I'm wiping my business clean. Now I'm going to start over and do this and this. It can be little changes each week. For me, personally, one of when I was in grad school, when I was studying all of this and one of the strengths that came up was humor for me. And I didn't think that could be a strength and I'm not somebody that generally likes to be center of attention or a comedian or anything, but humor is a strength of mine. And I started to think about, okay, how would this even be appropriate at work or just in general? And it can be, I think if you find ways to make light of situations or make a joke or connect with people in that way, or even watching comedy shows, there are ways to start to engage that strength even a little bit, and then see how you can make little small changes when it's appropriate to engage those strengths in your business. And you'll start to notice you'll have more of those moments of bursts of energy versus when we're operating in our weaknesses more, or we're focusing on, I need to 
fix this about myself. I need to improve this. That's our feeling really drained. And when we're feeling out of sync with ourselves, we're not feeling, oh, I'm not feeling super centered. I feel like I'm pulling myself through the day, getting things done. I think I wrote a note here. I was like, I think we've all had a job where we didn't love it. And we were just trying to get through the day. And at the end of the day, we feel super drained. And maybe we don't know why. Maybe the job's not even that terrible, but it might not be a job where we're really able to engage our strengths. And that can be an indicator too of how can we start to make small changes instead of focusing on improving your weaknesses, shift that mindset to look at what you already do well. And then how can I continue to do more of that? Definitely. Definitely. I love that. (laughs) It's a lot of mindset. And so how do you help your clients along that journey of finding their strengths, being able to capitalize on their strengths. How do you help them go through that? We mentioned the tip that we talked about before and how somebody's struggling to find that to do it. Do you lead them through that process? Is that kind of the process that you go through with your clients or do you have tools and things in your toolbox that you bring out for them? Yeah. So I have a couple, the couple of the programs I have with my business is one, helping people with sort of career transitions who want to start a passion project and or a new business around one of their passions. And that's a longer program. But one of the focuses in that program is helping people look at their strengths because if they are making a career shift, I want them to be able to have that foundation of understanding who they are. So then when they are shifting into that next career move, they're doing it from that foundation of knowing their strengths versus, oh, I got to go try to be in my next job. And you might run into the same problems where you don't feel great. You're tired at the end of the day. You don't feel like yourself when you're at work. And then the other process I have where it's just taking that strengths piece out of that program, I use that to help people who are already in working positions and might want to make those small changes. Strengths analysis is what I call it. And That's where people can go through. It's like a two call process with a formal assessment. And we look at what you're doing now, kind of getting people to think about what changes they might want to make. And I think that the biggest shift is getting people to stop focusing on what they don't like about themselves. And I think that this is something I feel really, I don't know, passion, it's not the word, but I like to help people find ways to just accept who they are. And then that can start doing work from that space rather than trying to be somebody they're not showing up as somebody they're not in their work, because that's when we just feel drained and tired and off a little bit each day. So the strengths analysis piece goes through that formal assessment. And then we have a two-part call where we talk through how do you make those small changes? Now that you understand your strengths and your weaknesses, how can we, how can you start to do that in your personal and professional life? And there are just small changes you can make. And so then over the long term, you know that you're engaging your strengths day to day. And I had a client who reached out to me a few months ago. We had, she had done the longer program with me and she is actually a green graphic designer. Cool. I love that. With this, yeah. She focuses with nonprofit, environmental nonprofits and green businesses and she reached out to me and said, I actually went back to the strength stuff we talked about just to check in and make sure it's what I was still using with my business. And she said she is, and she feels really proud of herself too, when she is operating from those strengths. And I thought that was cool. And just goes to show that if you're using that kind of as your foundation, you something you can keep coming back to, and that will give you that 
especially as a business owner that sustained energy to keep going. I think a lot of people like to go in business because they want to have that creative freedom, you know, being able to design something for themselves. And so the best way they can do that for the longevity of their business is designing it around their strengths, because that's what's going to give them that sort of never ending resource of energy. Definitely. And that was one thing that I learned from another entrepreneur that I interviewed was that he was saying like, when you get into ecopreneurship and you're working towards a big mission, you have this big goal of, oh, you're going to help decrease the impacts of the climate crisis or something like that. So there's like this big mission you're trying to go out there and do this huge thing and this great work. You also have to have many successes and like many celebrations every day about goals that you can hit each day that you, where you are using those strengths and you feel really good and feel energized from those strengths each each day that you can then use to motivate you on a daily basis versus thinking that the end goal that might be years away is going to motivate you every single day because it's really hard like there's a different form of motivation and a different form of setting goals that's separate from okay this big huge mission out in the long term but there's also okay how can i daily how am i going to get up and show up and execute so i think that's a huge part of it too yes definitely and with your positive psychology background how did that come and mold through into your business and the help that you do in helping people find their strengths? Yeah. So I did my graduate degree in positive psychology coaching. And I, just to give a quick recap of positive psychology, so people know what it is. It's, yes, definitely. It's, it's really studying what people do right and how to essentially manage it. It's an applied science and it does study what enables individuals and communities to thrive. And one of the things that in the history of psychology, and I don't think people, a lot of people know about this because the last 50 years or so, I think it was around World War II time, there was starting to be more of an emphasis on looking at mental illness because there are a lot of veterans coming home from the war with PTSD and researchers needed funding to look at what was going on. And so the shift of looking at not just what's wrong with people and what's right with people, but just shifted into what's wrong with people because that's where a lot of the funding started going. And the founder of Positive Psychology, he wanted to bring that piece back to, okay, we're not just looking at what is wrong with people. And I think that's also a problem within psychology as everyone's sort of, oh, I have this wrong with me. Oh, I need to fix this. And I think there's a time and place for therapy addressing trauma. And I'm definitely a big advocate of both of those things, but there also is a time and place to look at people who are operating normally. I always like to say it, you know, positive psychology can help take people from normal functioning to optimal functioning, whereas therapy takes you from maybe there's like negative things in your life that are affecting you from operating just normally day to day. And you need to work with somebody to address that and to get back to a normal place. And so positive psychology is helping people go to that optimal, that optimizing place. And yeah, I enjoy doing it because I think it helps helps people look at what they do naturally. Like when we talked about strengths is a big piece. And I think helping people operate from that place rather than I need to fix this. I need to fix this. I don't like this about myself. For example, people in leadership roles, I think there tends to be pressure or expectation to be a certain way as a leader, maybe like more outgoing, louder, or more assertive. And that is 
one way of leading. And I know one of the clients I worked with, he was stepping into a leadership role with a nonprofit. And that was something we actually had to work through because he felt, especially as a man, he felt like he needed to look and act a certain way in that leadership role. And I was like, let's look at your strengths. Does do any of those show up for you? And no. Okay. How can you use the strengths you have to be in a leadership position? Kindness is one of your strengths. That's a great attribute to have as a leader. And so a lot of my coaching is just based on my studies and the applied science of positive psychology. And I integrate that into client calls, exercises, and things that have people do. Yeah, definitely. No, that's really cool. And thank you for giving that background on positive psychology. I come from a, I have a bachelor's in psychology, so I learned all about positive psychology. Just, you think everybody knows these things when you know them, and it's not always the case. So thank you for doing that. And so what do you see as one of your biggest struggles that you have to work through with your clients when they're trying to either find their strengths or working through these transitions from being able to either become in a more leadership role or what they're looking to do for career transitions or things like that that you're helping them with? I would say people, one of the reasons I wanted to start this business is because I took a, an unorthodox professional path and just doing different jobs after college, I lived abroad for many years. I tried out different fields that I worked in. Like I told you, I used to work in the environmental field. That was my undergrad degree. So we swapped places, I feel like, yeah. our studies. Yeah. But I always felt like I was somebody that took a little more risk or did things a little more unconventionally. And whether it's pursuing a business or moving abroad or trying, not necessarily taking this stepladder approach with work, and I always felt there were times where it was frustrating because I could have used some support. I could have used somebody saying, yeah, just try that, do that. Or instead, I think there is a lot of expectation around us, maybe with our, within our communities, families, friends, people want the best for us. I believe that. And I think sometimes their feedback comes from a place of fear. And if you tell them, I want to start my own business or I want to move abroad, people are like, whoa, not so fast. <laughs> this second, I'm scared of the idea. And so then that kind of comes out in their feedback and that can be really discouraging for people that maybe this is a dream of theirs and it is something that's really important. And I like to think that I'm providing a space that's inclusive, open and safe, supportive for people to dream about these things. And then let's get all the ideas out on the table. Let's look at what you do well. And then how can we move forward and get you to a place where you want to be, whether it's a career move, starting your own thing, because I think that people get a lot of meaning out of, in their life, out of their work. And that can be a place where it can be either really soul sucking, or it can be giving us that sense of purpose, or we're operating more in flow state. So it's improving our well-being. And for me, with my coaching business, I try to help people with that transition and making it feel a little less scary and then making them feel like it's more possible. I think having somebody that's saying, yeah, go do this. And I'm definitely someone who will say, yeah, go try it. If even if it sounds a little wacky or different, because I think that we sometimes build up ideas in our head and we think this is just too crazy. And then we start saying it out loud to somebody doesn't think it's crazy. And then it makes it okay, maybe this could be possible. Maybe I could start my own. I had somebody I worked with or talked with on a call and she wanted to start her own food truck business, making her own pies. And I'm like, okay, 
that's an idea. Let's explore that or let's talk through that more or what does that look like? And I think that's the scary part is admitting what you want and then feeling, okay, I could do this and I could do it in a way that fits in with my strengths. I don't have to be somebody else in order to do this next venture. Definitely. I love that. That's great. And what is the mission for Free to Flourish, which is your company's name? What is the mission that you guys have? Yeah. So I would say the mission, just piggybacking on what I just said, was helping people thriving. The term flourish was coined. It's a pretty common term used in the positive psychology world. And I loved the idea of the free to flourish. For me, it feels like a movement to helping people have permission to expand, to grow and to move toward their goals. And so for me, it's helping people get to where they want to be, but also doing it in a way that maybe they're doing something that they didn't think was possible or they're reaching their potential in a way that they couldn't have anticipated before. And so that's where I'm at, like helping people in that process. And it's been for the most part, specifically within work goals and work, work purpose. Awesome. Very cool. And what are your goals for your business or for yourself in the rest of 2022? I would like to continue. So I do have my own podcast as well. And so continuing to do that. And I think for me, and we've talked about this, you have more of a marketing background as well. And I think the coaching background, the coaching for me has, I've always been in the education coaching world. I teach in the environmental world and then I used to coach diving and soccer. And so that's always felt like a natural role for me, but the business side of things has been a learning curve. <laughs> and I'm sure many business owners that will be listening to this can attest to that unless you have an MBA, a strong business marketing background. I would say for me, it's continuing to learn how to optimize this business strategies. And then, like I said, do it in a way that uses my strengths. Another example would be the podcast. One of the reasons I did that is because I'm very energized when I'm talking with people, listening to their stories. And so that has been something I continue doing and using as a marketing strategy. And yeah, I think for me, just continuing to evolve, grow, learn, network. I think one of my goals of the business is to create some partnerships. I recently completed my ICF certification and opened a lot of doors. Yeah, I did that this May. And so creating partnerships, there are organizations out there that are looking for coaching support. I'd also like to be creating these relationships that could be long-term partnerships with the business free to flourish. Definitely. I love that. That's great. And you mentioned a little bit about, are you looking to learn more? What are you currently learning about right now? Are you learning? I know you're probably learning a lot about business as well. It's a huge, huge thing to handle. It's got a lot to it. I'm learning about that. What else do you learn? I would say, yeah, learning about business, networking. So now that things are opening up more, I'm based in Washington, DC. And so I am looking forward to learning more about how to to network in person and to attend conferences, networking events, creating relationships with people locally as well. I know we've all been heavy on the online world the last couple of years. And so I'm trying to learn and make a shift into how can I network and grow and some of these professional relationships in person. I did actually go to an ocean conference this 
June cool. in Washington, DC, which was really cool. And I think energizing for me, being in person, listening to speakers, it was the Capitol Hill Ocean Conference and a lot of different speakers coming on talking about how they're addressing environmental issues related to our marine resources. So that was pretty cool and got to meet people, make some connections. So I think for me, that's another avenue, like how to connect with different groups. A lot of the clients I work with are in environmental world, creative industry, social impact industry, just looking to make those networking connections in those fields. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. And if anybody is looking to network with you, connect with you and get in yeah. touch, how, what is the best way that they can do that? Yeah. So I have my website, Free to Flourish. I'm sure you'll, it'll be in the information, but yes, I usually <laughs> connect with people on LinkedIn. You can also sign up for my newsletter, which goes out a couple times a month and you can stay up to date and connected with things there. But I do love when people reach out and connecting on LinkedIn, I think is a great place for people who are looking to grow their network professionally. Awesome. Yeah. What is one takeaway message that you would like any entrepreneur here on the show that is listening to this? What would you like them to take away and take with them for this yeah. next week? First of all, I think everyone listening, if you are an entrepreneur, just to give yourself credit for doing good work, it's admirable. There's a lot of chaos in the world right now. And I appreciate you, Billy, doing this client podcasts, addressing more positivity around climate crisis. Mm. I think we need more of that. Yeah. We need to feel hopeful and inspired in order to feel motivated in our own businesses. So I think just people giving themselves a lot of credit for doing what they're doing, trying to address environmental issues or problems that they're seeing and taking that on. And then going back to the strengths piece, looking at yourself and really trying and i know this is it can be hard because like i've said before there's a lot of messages out there saying improve this fix this don't be like this more and so how can you give yourself more grace and look at what you naturally do and it might take time i know with clients i've worked with it takes time for them to really digest their strengths and then accept them. <laughs> Sometimes when people go to those assessments, they'll go right to the bottom and be like, that's the, that's my biggest weakness. And I'm like, don't do that. Oh, <laughs> go to the bottom. Yeah. So how can you shift your attention to what you do well naturally and then embracing it, celebrating it. And each week, maybe making one little change, intentionally engaging one strength that you noticed going back to that burst of energy piece. If you are able to look at what you've done in the past, where you get those bursts of energy, where you really feel like just yourself and you feel in a flow state, looking at that and then seeing, okay, how can I do more of that? If I can implement that more. That's great. I love that. Yeah. I've been looking more into flow state recently. I read this book on it a little while ago and it's just incredible kind of, especially they talked a lot about like kind of sports and athletics and stuff yeah. in the book and connecting it there. But, you know, get back to you, to business and to other form areas of our life too, where you find that place where like time slows down or time speeds up, or you just, you find this way of that, that really just flows and feels so good for you. It's incredible if you can tap into that, have that feeling and really be able to enhance that. And it's incredible what people have been able to do when they are able to enhance and tap into that flow state. So it's something that I'm learning about right now and can do more. So I love that. Yeah. And one of the things you can do to get into flow state quickly is to be using your strengths 
environment, essentially, that sort of has a ripple effect on your well-being. I've been, I was a college athlete, so I definitely understand being in flow state constantly with sports. And then I remember when I left sports, I was like, whoa, I got to find, I got to find a way to keep doing this. And so, yeah, one of the ways that you know, we talked a lot about in my master's is you can get into flow state through using your strengths. And like you said, it's that time is passing fast or you're just not even thinking about time and you're just so engulfed in what you're doing. And that can definitely be a great feeling, I think, especially for business owners who I'm sure juggling a lot of tasks that they don't want to do. So again, like how can you try to do a little bit more of those things that get you to the flow state, like you said, and less of not less, but just lessen a little bit of the things that you don't want to do. Exactly. I agree. Rachel, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It was great being able to talk about strengths and about how we can get into flow state and all sorts (laughs) of other things. So thank you so much for coming on the call. I'm sure that any ecopreneur who's listening definitely gained a lot from how they can tap into their strengths, be able to use that to really enhance their business. So thank you so much for jumping on the call and look forward to you having you back in the future. Yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate being on and thank you for letting me share a little bit about strengths and hopefully it's helpful for all your ecopreneur listeners. Yes, definitely. And if you enjoyed this interview with Rachel Fry and Free to Flourish and are ready to take that next step to working within your strengths or making that next big leap as an ecopreneur, then I invite you to check out the link below to talk with Rachel about how you can hone your strengths and start living a fuller life. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Green Business Impact Podcast. We hope you enjoyed hearing your weekly dose of climate positivity. In a world that constantly inundates you with the negative things happening, it can be great to take a break and hear some great things happening in the world. Make sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app to stay up to date with the latest and best interviews of the top minds in the green industries. Thanks again, and we can't wait to see you back here next time for another hit of Climate Positivity.